If you've been listening to this podcast, um, you know I talk a lot about just social media and how powerful it is um, and just how well you can utilize it to network. And I know you've heard it before, but I just really want to reiterate and just really express the power that it has. And so in this episode, I had the privilege to talk with Chris. Chris is a filmmaker, photographer based in Illinois. He goes to Illinois State um, University, but he's based around the Chicago area. And I've, I've kind of bumped into him a few different times through social media. The first one was actually back when the down to film competition video contest was going on. Um, if you haven't heard the, or if you haven't listened to the podcast with Zach Moxley, um, that one's previous. So go check that one out. But he, Chris also entered that competition too. And so that was the first time I stumbled upon his page. But then another app called TikTok came out and well, not came out, but I started to use it more and I found him again through TikTok. And then through that, we kind of just started following each other. Uh, We noticed we were both local Midwest boys and we just, you know, kind of have that connection. And the thing about Chris is looking at his page, I can tell exactly what he's going for and I can tell exactly um, the industry he's wanting. And it's really cool because it's very similar to me. And so I knew right away that I needed to get him on. I knew I needed to talk about just his journey, what he's pushing, how he's pushing towards his goals, and especially TikTok and how we're both utilizing it and how uh, we see that in the future um, as part of our just, you know, building a brand and building an audience. So it was really fun to talk to him. It was a really long episode. Um, and that just shows how much passion and dedication we had to what we were talking about. But guys, I hope that you enjoy this episode and I will see you in the next one. what's up man is this chris yep how's it going bro good how are you doing pretty good 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 hey thanks man for hopping on yeah no problem dude i've been excited for this episode because uh i want to focus mainly on tiktok and just like your experience with tiktok oh dude exactly i saw your tiktoks and you've been doing pretty well with it thanks man yeah no it's been it's been cool and um yeah i guess to start off the episode that's kind of where we met we um I think I, I, I think I saw one of your videos and I'm like, dude, this guy's sick, followed along and yeah, then here we are. Yeah, no, dude, that's kind of funny because it's pretty ironic how um, that's actually how I found you and I was just scrolling through TikTok and stuff. I was like, yo, this video is like legit. So I was like, okay, well, the first thing I did is I didn't even follow your TikTok yet, but I went immediately to your Instagram because I was like, well, this kid obviously has skills. I wanted to see your feet and stuff, you know? Dude, that's, that's sick. I'm pretty impressed. Dude, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I don't even, you know, th- this is just crazy. And this is kind of just like talking to the audience, listening, um, just the power of like social media of how um, here are like two kids who literally like, I mean, we live pretty close. I mean, Chicago is not that yeah. bad. But honestly, like we don't know each other and yet we're connected and who knows, maybe one day we might be working on projects together. Like that's the, literally the power of just social media. Um, I just got off the phone just a little bit ago before you with another guy who's, he's a photographer in Tennessee and it's like, I've never even been there. I've, ne- I, I've never even been to Tennessee and I'm just like, 
it's just so cool how social media, how these platforms can connect um, people like us together and we can just talk and just really bounce ideas off of each other. But um, yeah, so for you, you're in college, correct? Illinois State? Uh, yeah, I'm actually a sophomore in college studying marketing. Okay, okay. Is, um, it's kind of funny because when I tell people that I go to college, most of them would say, oh, you study photography. And I'm yep. like, well, actually... I know. I'm self-taught. Exactly, man. Um, I go to, so I'll be a senior this year and I study public relations. And so it's kind of that same principle of just like basically that business um, type of uh, field where, you know, we're we're both self-taught. And so we're trying to learn the, the ins and outs of the business side of what we do. Yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy, honestly. Like, I just find it how interesting, like how you can go so many routes with like, even though that I'm a business degree, like I can find ways that photography could like tie into all kinds of aspects. For sure. So it's kind of nice to have like the boat, the best of both worlds. Exactly. You know? And I mean, I kind of talked um, or I've kind of like just wrestled with the idea when I was first doing this. So I've been doing video photo work for just under or just over two years. Um, and in my in that first year, I was really kind of like just trying to figure out my place and what, uh, trying to figure out if college was for me, whether the major was a good fit for me. And I, I did question like, Hey, should I like transfer and go to like film school? Should I go to, you know, major in cinema, uh, video production, something like that, something where I thought it would be more fitting for me. And looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't because I think there's power to being self-taught. There's a lot of just like you know, that willpower and just that self-discipline of learning a craft yourself and not having to rely on education. And not to say that that isn't valuable, but I think in today's era, if you're self-taught, I think there's just a level of like uh, respect and legitimacy that goes into it. Definitely, dude. I feel like too, like when you're self-taught, you learn a lot more from your own experiences. Like I actually went through the same thing that you you went through. And that was that feeling of maybe I shouldn't go to school. Maybe I should go to film school. And it's funny because I was watching um, your first podcast and it was like introducing yourself. And I was like, wow, that's literally exactly how I felt. But what I think is really nice about being self-taught is that you go through a lot of failures and you learn a lot more from them. Whereas if you went to like a film school, it's more of like the teachers just teaching you things. And I feel like you wouldn't embrace the knowledge as much is because you know, like you said, having that self-drive to be self-taught can impact yourself exactly. much more than you could drink, you know? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, so when you, so yeah, you, you said you'll be a sophomore this year? Yeah. And so how long have you been doing, um, when did you kind of first kind of know this was something you'd wanted uh, to pursue? <clears throat> well, it was pretty interesting. I started photography through a friend who was into modeling at the time for fun. And I just picked up the camera from that day on and forward. And I had been shooting right now. I'm at a year and a half of worth of experience. And I think that passion really kicked in around maybe six months. And I was just, you know, having that feeling that seeing other creators like Matt Como live this life. Yeah. It seemed really cool and I was like okay this is for me for sure like yeah. I would enjoy this yeah for sure so Matt Como is kind of a big inspiration for you I can kind yeah. of honestly looking at your page so I'm on your Instagram page um 
I have it pulled up and I, I kind of get those vibes honestly from it just that uh you know I think both of us you and me we both like that and I yeah no for me too Matt Cohen was a huge inspiration Matt Sam all those guys um but yeah just looking at the page you kind of got that travel feels type of vibe going on and I, I'm here for that <laughs> But <clears throat> so you said six months ago is kind of when you um, kind of have made that mental um, decision to kind of just pursue this. Yeah, I mean, it's right now, even as right now, it's so like a hard a way of figuring out what's the best route. Oh, yeah. But I think that just makes it 10 times more interesting, you know, figuring out what's the best way. But I had that firm decision a couple months ago. And I noticed that is when I began to do like photo shoots on a regular basis and having like, I almost felt like I was missing out when I didn't do photo shoots, yeah. which is like also a good feeling. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and something I kind of like want to touch on is just, um, so you've been doing this for, you said about a year and a half of experience, but it wasn't until that last or the most recent six months where you finally decided like, this is something you want to do all in. And I think a lot yeah. of people, a lot of creators, um, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, I said like a little over two years and I, I think, you know, last year or that first year I was like serious. I was like, yeah, this is something I want to do. Um, the, the second year it was like, yeah, just kind of continuing to push. And now where I'm at is like kind of what you're experiencing where it's like, all right, this is all in, like, let's do this. Let's figure out the right path. Let's figure out how um, to reach the goals and the dreams and the aspirations that I have for myself and really kind of buckling down and just like going full head on, like into it. No, definitely dude. I feel like too having that feeling that knowing that you're going to put all your time and invest into it means that you have to be willing to sacrifice more things. You know, I think at first I was just doing it more as like a leisure activity yep. and now I'm like, okay, where can I improve this and, blank blank and blank and yeah. work my craft yeah for sure I think the difference is like when you first start off it's like something fun and you you see it more as like maybe a hobby or just like like you said leisure but I think the the minute you start mentally like noticing that you're like uh thinking differently about it like maybe you're like hey I wonder how how can I turn this into you know I think it's just a mental like check and that's where you kind of realize that yeah this is legit and that you're trying to push uh, towards something greater. Because um, that's kind of something I noticed is when I started to kind of wrestle with different questions I had, and it, I could tell that I was really starting to challenge myself more than I ever had, and that's because I'm trying to push fat or like harder. Yeah, and it's like I've also heard this thing too where like you start to treat it as like work. And I think sometimes too people get like the wrong conception that if you're not working hard enough, or I mean, if you, if you call your passion work, it's not really a passion, but I kind of disagree with that because the more I'm taking this serious, the more I realize that not every time it'll be glorified, but I still love it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not always just the highs that we, that we show yeah. like the, in the, if, if you're able, like if, if you're able to still have fun or still enjoy what you're doing through the lows, that's when you know it's a true passion. The fact that you can take that like beating and take that suffering and still come out like victorious Definitely. and still like have that motivation to hustle. And I think um, for us, we I think like, yeah, the highs, the all the, the glorious stuff that we do, like that's good and all. But honestly, I uh, um, 
like I I like the hardships like I like going through that because it just feels like I'm growing like that's where you find the growth is through the adversity no 100% so I actually have a question for you so um what was probably one of the hardest challenges you've had to face in or overcome um that's a good question uh it's hard I think I think the biggest thing that I always come back to and it's it, it's borderline excuse but just location um you know I mean you you live in Chicago area and for me it's like man if I would have had that but it become like now it's like I've used that almost excuse the whole entire time it's like when does that become like when does that you know challenge just become an excuse like just another excuse for myself um, but yeah. it, it has been hard like living so I'm, I live in northwest Iowa with cornfields uh-huh. and I live in a town of like less than 10,000 like I think we're just over 8,000 and it's not like a it's not a big artsy place um, I'm one of few uh, photographer filmmakers like there's a lot of photographers but it's mostly like the wedding industry and so mm-hmm. finding people who are truly like passionate about the same thing that I am it's been hard it's been it's forced me to really think differently about the work that I do um, really has forced me to reach out to people like you that are just in different spots and locations because it, it is hard to kind of, it, especially because like I want to be in that travel lifestyle industry and I don't, I don't have beautiful like oceans. I don't have beautiful oh, lands, like a cityscape. Like I don't have that. And so trying to figure out how I can still push myself to fit that aesthetic in a agricultural strong, uh, place no i know exactly what you mean i even um where my school is at this was when i went last year and i had a hard time getting transportation between the small town i was going to school at and the actual city and i know exactly what that feeling is is it feels like almost like a creative like block just living in such a small town and having to push yourself even more exactly but it's like when you compare yourself to these people like sam colder and other big names, it's like, man, they have these easy access to these beautiful landscapes. And it's just now you're stuck here on a small cornfield trying to figure out how can you make a creative shot. Exactly. And it it, honestly, it pushes like it pushes you hard, like mentally to uh, I think it's easy. Like I I experienced this when I I went to L.A. over spring break. And when I was there, it, it was just so easy, like left, right, up, down, like any any angle. It was gorgeous. Like especially on the beach and like I didn't really have to think too much about angles or anything because the the location was just a gorgeous backdrop but then coming back here it's like I have to think about okay if I shoot like this way what's it gonna look like in the background and so it, it honestly forces me to think more creatively and forces me to think more about the shots that I'm getting yeah I think it has like a pros and cons between the two you know like it's so easy to be like an LA photographer and not have amazing shots. Exactly. But you put them in your shoes and I feel like it just wouldn't be as easy to do that. So I think it's good to have the experience of challenging yourself and also having like that ease of just having a beautiful landscape to get a perfect shot. And I'm like, like, yeah. And you, you mentioned like, or like I mentioned this was a challenge, but and like a hardship, but honestly, I think this is going to like, hopefully in the long run push me even further forward because having to have like shot in this type of location I feel like I'm prepared for 
any location, you know, like if, if once yeah. I'm in that type of area, that ideal location, like I'm gonna, like my mindset, my mindset of like creativity will hopefully be the same, which means then I'll just be able to crush it even more because then the landscape will match the level of creativity. No, definitely. I think that just separates like the people who are like, not to, not to say like in a mean way, but when you're lazy about your work, I feel like it can be easy for yourself just to take advantage of those yeah, beautiful landscapes sure. and not really be creative, you know? know. Yeah. I'm sure anybody could go take a good photo in front of like a really tourist place, but what separates the two is how creative can you take that photo with that exactly. location? Yep. For sure. A hundred percent agree because I think anyone can, anyone can point their camera in front of yeah. you know, a, a ocean, a, you know, cityscape, whatever that may be. Um, but if you've been forced your whole entire time to try and make something uh, equal, but in a different location, then you're going to be able to excel further. But yeah, I'm glad that kind of both of us have had to kind of go through that thing. Um, but it seems like, yeah, now you kind of, so is is Illinois State in the heart of Chicago or is it outside of Chicago? Um, It's actually the quite opposite. Oh, okay. It's just like, it's majority of the area is filled by cornfields. And oh, stuff. really? Okay. And I actually made a decision this year to make sure that I wouldn't have to go through that again is, you know, how with the whole Corona and just doing classes online this year. And I think a hard decision for me was, you know, putting that career one step ahead and just deciding that, okay, well, I can take advantage of not going back there and just go back to the city. And I feel like it did teach me a lot having to take photos at like a really small town, but I feel like I would take more advantage of having the city access again, you know? Yeah. Are you, are you surrounded by a lot of like, like-minded people? Like, do you have a lot of friends um, who are also like wanting to do this? That's, that's actually another thing that I feel like is a really hard challenge. You know, I feel like um, attending such a big university, there's so many different kids with different interests, but I haven't really found any people that are really into that industry and are dedicated to it. I do have people who are interested into photography, but I guess one thing that I've noticed is that there's people who are still into it, but they just don't put enough time into the actual passion, you know? Yep. I, I have someone who I keep in mind that he's a really good person and he saw his great work. I just don't see that. I feel like he could be more consistent, you know? And that's just like what I said before with the separation between the hobby and the passion. Yep, for sure. I, I totally agree. I have a lot of, well, not a lot, but there are a few who, um, and I think that's where the misconception on the outside is with like the whole photo uh, industry is like, I think if you're not in this industry, when you like, and I think like you can apply this to any uh, career, but if you like say like, oh yeah, you and you, you both do photos, you must do the same thing. But it's not true because there's so many different, you know, niches within photography and you really have to yeah. find the, spe you really have to find the people, the photographers, the creators who are reaching and like, dreaming the same things because if they're you know if you if you're if you're with photographers who are in the wedding industry like that's that's I'm, I'm sorry that's not really the same and just the mindset's different and just every the whole entire scope is different and so like really oh, trying to find the people who are specific in the like you there's 
it makes total sense. Like that's why, you know, Sam Colders with all like Matt Coma, like all those together because they're in the same field. Like Matt, uh, Sam's not hanging out with photographer, uh, with wedding photographers. And it's not to say that either is better, but it's just, you have to be able to surround yourself with the people that are um, wanting the same thing. And then also making sure that, you know, the drive is there. And like you said, the hobby versus professional, just like actually wanting it. No. Yeah. I feel like the different um, aspects of photography and having a different industries in it. And with that, it's really interesting because I feel like if you were to work with like a wedding photographer, that could totally change like the shots that you guys are going for the vibe that you guys plan. Like, I just don't think they could see the same shot that you're going for. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just really important to find the people that you can click with and rely on to take photos with you the next time, because it's good to have other creators that have, like you said before, just a really similar interest in what you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Like one thing that I'm like, once I graduate, um, one of my things that I kind of want to do, and I'm like, I'm pretty like, like strong willed about doing this, but I, I just want to find creators who are in the same industry, same like level as me and just like almost rent out how a house together and just create, like basically make a creating a creator house, if that makes sense. And I just want to just like be, because I I've never had that collaborative workspace like ever I've all everything I've done has always just been myself just trying to figure it out myself and it's like man the minute I can just like work with other people create art vision together bounce ideas like I feel like I'm gonna like launch so much further and also I think they will too because I think it's just it's just a joint group effort yeah I feel like that that's actually a really good idea because like having that other person help you just feed each other ideas and giving yourself hard, having them give you harsh criticism yeah. would be like a great thing, you know? Exactly. And it's funny because I watched the interview on that one blonde kid. Yeah. Yeah. And remember him talking about him and Sam Colder just having like a similar interest in cliff diving. And from yeah. then forward, they just kept in touch Honestly. and bounced ideas off each other. And yeah. And now here they are both just like yeah. in the game. And I know for like Sam, one of his things was he just like he he decided to just drop everything and just go on a trip to like Hawaii with his like close friends and yeah and I think what we're getting into is just like that risk like risk taking and just like being able to be uh being willing to just put yourself out there do things that you aren't conventional and because like that's honestly what could start um your whole entire career but yeah I mean I think one thing with that whole just like collaborative space that that I always think about is just like I think the mindset has to be very um clear with both part with all parties like making sure that this is a collaborative space this is like we're trying to grow together like there's no place to have like that rivalry that competitive like I think to a degree sure but you know I like you know how this field can be super uh demanding super just competitive and just yeah everyone it almost feels like every yeah and I mean it makes sense but everyone's just kind of out there to defend themselves but it's like no I kind of I just want to find like a group where we can just like bounce together and just crush it together no I I feel exactly that way too you know and there's something that I've noticed recently about the photography industry 
which can be like a negative, but like you said, just having the right people to surround you. And I feel like sometimes photographers are on a race for each other to have the most likes, the most views, most comments. And I just feel like the moment you start to let that overtake you, you're basically going to set yourself out of that race and you're not going to have the joy for it anymore. Exactly. So I think it's important to have the main goal of that it's an art and not an industry to race each other, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like if you treat it more as of an art, you'll definitely get more ahead, you know, helping each other out. Exactly. It's really important. Something I try and just be mindful of, uh, mindful of is just like reminding myself why I like what I do and just like always have that at the forefront and never, and I try my hardest not to let the business, the numbers, analytics, comparison get in the way because the minute I start worrying about that, um, I, I won't have fun anymore. And if I don't have fun, like I don't want to do it anymore because like and everything I do, I just want it to be fun, like for myself. And like a rule I have is if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so with this photo and video, like I have fun and I, I, I keep doing it because I'm having fun, but I have to stay grounded to that and not let the business or just like the negative side to this industry get in the way. Yeah, dude. I think there was actually a time where I even, I felt that way. I remember having a time where I had a photo shoot and all I could think about is what if they like this angle or what if they like that angle? But I feel like having the mindset of pleasing other people or other photographers and establishing your quality work based off likes and numbers is just the wrong mindset because the further you push yourself into thinking that way the sooner you're going to burn out you know exactly exactly and i think this like the industry that we're both pushing i think it's very similar i think we're both looking or like wanting to get into that uh travel adventure lifestyle niche and honestly like as much as yeah it's still an industry it's still a business but on the outside, it looks like just a fun collaborative area. Like if you think about it, say like Sam, Sam Colder and his projects that he works on, like it's not just him. He has, you know, a bunch of people involved on his projects. And for me, like that's what I'm excited for is just being able to surround myself with just those people. Um, I'm sure within that circle, everyone knows everyone. their place. I'm sure that like everyone knows like, yeah, I mean, I'm just a videographer. I'm not the talent or you know whatever that may be but it still seems like just a fun work area collaborative space no i definitely think it is a fun industry you know it's just you have to like figure out what's your main mindset behind or your main goals behind it all you know and i feel like sam colder and all those people just treat it like it's their art you know and the more you just think about it like a job it's just going to rob your joy you know yeah but no, it's super exciting. I think, um, you know, I think it's it's a long journey that we're on, but along the way, you see little glimpse of like hope, <laughs> and those are the, yeah. like, the encouraging ones to to uh, to let us know that like, hey, just keep going because you know it's gonna be worth it, and I know it's gonna be worth it. I know there's gonna be a lot of adventures on this path, on this journey. There's gonna be a lot of people that we're gonna meet. And so it, it, there's a lot to look forward to. And yeah, you just got to be mindful of, of just that and not let the time that it's going to take get in the way. A hundred percent. I feel like um, just putting a label on like time and having goals are good, but putting the time on your goals will just lower your overall like expectation. 
I think there was a time too where I was just starting to label like, oh, if I don't get here by blank and blank, I'm not going to make it, you know? But I think that you never just know what can happen within a week or a week from now or the month after that. And that's really interesting too, because it's like that video you made on TikTok, you know, that one with the baseball team. And next thing you know, yeah. a couple of days later and you're on House of Highlights. If that's correct, right? House of Highlights. Yeah. Yeah. They reached out. Yeah. So it's just insane how fast like the word can spread through social media. Yeah. It's insane. And it's just fun to just, um, yeah, just the adventure and just the memories along. And that's like what I'm big into. I preach and I just like, that's at the end of the day, that's kind of what I want just everyone to know me by is like, I didn't chase money numbers. It's, it's, I say that, but also we have to be realistic that that also is like, I have to make money, you know, like I have to grow, like I don't try and focus on that, but it's something I have to, but at the end of the day, I want to focus on like capturing the memories with the people I'm surrounded with, capturing the moments, like really living to the fullest and not, not worrying, I guess. No, a hundred percent. So I'm curious too. Um, what made you get into TikTok and even just creating this podcast? Yeah, man, dude, good, good segue. But first I want to talk about something quick. You, uh, I'm trying to think where I first, I don't know if I first met you or like was introduced to you through TikTok or if it was through the, uh, down to, down to film, uh, contest. Cause, oh, you, cause actually, you, you did that, didn't you? Yeah, I did yeah, yeah. actually. I'm, I, I feel, um, I feel like that might be the first time I saw your page and then TikTok was right after that. No, it's insane how many people I actually met through that content, yeah. you know, and just networking with other creators. Exactly. And then I had him, I had him on the podcast and I, we talked about the competition and everything. Yeah. It's, it was a really great idea, like overall, because it just introduced so many new connections for the future, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so many talented people entered it too from people who just started off or it's a complete like professionals like Oliver Jolly. Oliver, yeah, the guy who won it. It was, yeah, that was an amazing entry for sure. Yeah, no, it was cool. And I I love that type of, it can be kind of intimidating, I think, um, especially, you know, because you're putting your, you know, you had this competition where the, you're, you're going to get a lot of people who have different views on it, but at the end, it's still like everyone has access to the same things. And so at the end, it's like it, it really shows just the level of talent and just creativity, which can be kind of intimidating because, yeah, if everyone's given the same resources um, and if you obviously can see someone else way better than yours, it can kind of be intimidating, but it's still a really fun, collaborative, um, just a good way to network with people just like meet new people and especially like especially if they're willing to network too yeah um so i believe actually that i found your account through tiktok and it's pretty interesting how the whole platform works and stuff yeah with the whole fyp but yeah considering that i'm really into like travel photography and stuff I found one of your videos immediately off that. And what I've noticed too is that what settles from like really grabbing someone's attention through TikTok, it's just having a great story or something really funny, you know? Yeah. And I think from that then forward, I just went to your Instagram, like I said before, and just saw your work. Yeah. You know, it just gave me something. I was like, okay, well, he has potential. 
he's a small town kid. He's from Iowa. We probably would have some stuff in common, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I think so. You, you asked kind of how I got into all of this, like TikTok podcast. Um, so I guess for t- or for podcasts, I've been wanting to do a podcast ever since I've started photography. It's kind of, you know, it, it's kind of, I kind of relate, uh, podcasts kind of to like YouTube, kind of just like kind of the same, but I don't really like being in front of a camera necessarily. And so I'm more comfortable just talking and just having conversations. And so I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I just never did it. And part of the reason why I'm like now my men, like my mindset is so like, let's go like progressive. Like if you have something, just do it. And that the reason why is because I've always had these ideas. I've wanted to start a podcast. I've wanted to start, you know, whatever that may be, but I've always just had excuses for it. And so it kind of, when I started the podcast, it was kind of just like, a, all right, get it together. Like, just do it, you know, because the more you think about it, the more you're not going to do it because you're going to always push it off. You're always going to find excuses. And it was really just a um, kind of a wake up call, just kind of a pep talk for myself to just like tell myself to get over myself, get over my excuses and just put myself out there. And so that's kind of how I started the podcast. Um, I knew I wanted it geared towards creativity, creative entrepreneurship, business, photo, video type of um, subjects. Um, but it's been fun. It's been kind of it's honestly been super like just humbling to be able to talk to just a bunch of people um, like minded, but also different and just get a good good well-rounded um rounded like yeah just different perspectives but yeah for tiktok um so i mean looking back i wish i would have started right when it got out (laughs) and i I only say that because i can i see the potential and so obviously it's just a lot of like hindsight um bias but um i would when it first came out i was actually very hesitant i was like nah this isn't this isn't for me. Um, I was like, I was like, Instagram is my main platform. I'm just going to like, why try, why try and focus on two when I can just put all my energy in one. And that's kind of the mindset that I had. But then when I started seeing more, like when it started to actually pick up like TikToks, um, you know, more, it just, it just TikTok as a whole started to gain more traction. And I was like, I started to kind of just post one video here and there. I think I posted something about the the down to film contest. And so like that's kind of where it first started all the way back then. But overall, it's still been during COVID, like the, the COVID time is when I started. Um, but so I, I started posting, just trying to explore what it's about. And I think kind of at the beginning, you kind of just exp- um, try and figure out like how the, the platform works, what works best trying to figure out your style, your like niche. Um, and that was kind of a hard thing for me is just trying to figure out how I can pro- like make content for this type of platform. But um, I, I just posted more. And then there was like, a, I remember I was on a photo shoot and the girl that I was shooting with, she was talking about how she does TikTok. And then I'm like, all right, I'll make a TikTok out of this photo shoot. And then we're like, all right, look, we're going to like go viral and everything. I didn't go viral, but it was kind of the first time where I kind of dedicated my time and energy for TikTok. And so then ever since then, that was like at the beginning of, I'd say the first week in July. And so that full, that that week after that, I posted like twice a day. 
and then that wedding film i don't know if that's the one you saw which one you saw but there is a wedding story or like a proposal yeah the wedding story yep, yep so that was the first like viral one and that that was within that first week and so it blew up and i was like what is going on and i'm like i have to keep up with this momentum and i was just like, trying to replicate just like how i i tried to replicate it like i think that's just like what what anyone would do but then I was like, obviously, I came back to earth and I wasn't getting those type of results. But I was like, no, I see a lot of potential in this. I'm just going to keep going. I think a lot of people, if they would have seen the high and then went back to that low, they would have quit. Um, well, maybe not all, but some would have. But I was like, no, I, I see potential with this app. I like the format of this. I'm just going to keep going. And so the biggest uh, adjustment for me and the biggest challenge for me with TikTok is just trying to come up with content because um, I'm trying to post two to three times a day. And so trying to always, and I've been doing it consistently for over a month, two to three times a day. And so like, you know, some of it's organic from photo shoots, some of it's just archived footage, um, but just trying to come up with those type of things. It's, it's really hard, honestly, but it, it helps me and it pushes me to be like a better storyteller. Because I think that's what that's what I try and push myself to do on the app is just like show and uh, tell stories and not have it, you know, just cringy content. Oh, 100 percent. Even myself, I'm a bit of a victim of not posting consistently recently, but I think that's something that I should probably be mindful of again. And what I really like about TikTok, though, is that it's so easy to be reached by other people. Exactly. But my point right now is trying to fit in another platform and that's YouTube. Okay. You are trying YouTube. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult as a content creator to have all three at once. You know, you have right now for yourself, you have just the podcast, TikTok, and Instagram. And it seems like you're pretty consistent with it all. But for me right now, I think my biggest goal is just trying to figure out how can I fit all three in my schedule and be consistent because consistency is important. You know, yeah, it's hard though. Yeah. And I feel like for photographers, TikTok is a bit more challenging because you can only make so many like high quality videos. Yeah. From from an extent, you have to get really creative then and come up with maybe tips and tricks or DIY TikTok videos. Yeah. So many ways you can go with it, but you just have to keep putting it out, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And I think, sorry, what I try and do, I mean, yeah, podcasts, um, and this is something I've been experiencing. I experienced it this week. Like I just like this week I hit this like aha moment of just like, how have I been able to keep up with all of this content with just like one person? Like I'm myself, how have I been able to curate all this? And I got in this, like not a funk, but just where I was, I just didn't really feel motivated. Like I took a little bit of break uh, with the podcast because I was pumping out like three episodes a week, but I was only doing that because I wanted content on the, on the podcast. Like if people stumbled upon it, they saw that I was established and I wasn't new. So I knew I had to push there because I had to create content, but now I'm kind of more relaxed and it's not, now I just try and do one episode a week, but that kind that got hard because I put a lot of time, like it takes a lot for the podcast. Like I think it's about three to four hours for, per episode. Um, and I've, I've made like 25 episodes. And so like, you can do the math of how much time I put into the ep- into the podcast, but Instagram, like Instagram, it's, I, I've, um, 
made a it made it a priority to post once a day. Um, it kind of I don't know I I think it's kind of just a personal choice. Not everyone does that. Like I used to never do that. It would be more like twice a week, but. I think because I'm gaining just kind of small momentum on all the other platforms that I need. And I think Instagram's still kind of my main platform where people go. And so I need to make sure that that's still curated um, pretty well. But it's honestly very hard. But what I, my tactic kind of is, so say I post a photo on, you know, Instagram, I then make a behind the scenes video that I may push to TikTok and I make it I make it more like upbeat, more just like enjoyable to watch to then hopefully push people to Instagram. And I think for you, that's kind of what you can do with like your YouTube videos is just show that like almost like commercial teaser type of uh, format videos. Yeah, it's like um, kind of finding a way to recycle your content, I guess you can say it just like that, where you know what can be used on what again for an instance like you said just having the photo from instagram and figuring out a way that it can make it work on tiktok you know and it definitely can work but it's just so hard to figure out what works what can work best you know and the posting frequency and finding the balance between what can i use for what platform and how often will i post because i feel like personally right now like my biggest schedule my biggest problem right now is just to figure out Okay, so I'm posting maybe twice a week on YouTube and I'm posting twice a week on Instagram. Now, where can I find time to do the same for TikTok? Yep. But it's just, it's a lot of work, you know? It is. But that's just, that goes for anything. Yeah, and I think for me, the biggest thing is when it came, like I'd I'd much rather give up, you know, the podcast and then take that time to go to TikTok. Like I think you have to be mindful of where, where the attention is like, I think the podcast, I'm not expecting much out of it. It's more just a thing for myself, a way to just connect with people. But on a business level, like, I don't, like, it's my weakest platform. And right yeah. now, like, because of just the the current, you know, social or society, what do you call it? Like, just popularity of platforms, TikTok's the most, like, where I should be pushing the hardest. And so it's like being mindful of that i have to be willing to give up time elsewhere to focus more on tiktok and honestly dude like a lot of my day is spent just like thinking of how i can create tiktok videos um you talked a lot about just like you know trying to change it up doing like diy tutorial type stuff and something i'm trying to do is like i i don't think i want like I think it. I might have to, but right now I just want to do like stories, like video stories. I don't want to have to yeah. show myself in a video or like talk to the camera and like, here's how you edit a photo, like that type of thing. But I'd rather just show and tell stories and have that be my, my TikTok platform where that if people come on, they know that they're getting high quality like content and it's not, it, I think not like more like YouTube tutorial type of stuff. But I mean if I can't keep up with what I'm doing now, I might have to do that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea. The storytelling, storytelling can go so many ways, you know, and it's really, it's a really great thing to do for TikTok for sure. And it seems like it's paying off for you, but I could definitely see what you mean with having to go different routes. You know, it's just, I think the hardest part with the storytelling is okay. Well, 
I can make great stories, but I only have so much like worth of footage yep. to make these stories, you know? Yeah. And I think something also is like being um, something I did at the, or something I was doing at the beginning, which I think was a mistake was kind of showing my best work all in one video. And I think this is kind of a thing that you can do is don't like, you know how, I don't know what the saying is, but like, don't show all your cards at once. I don't know if that's it, but yeah. yeah. So basically like if you have a, if you have one YouTube, like what type of YouTube content do you, are you doing right now? Probably just like, I think I'm just starting off with a mix of everything. Okay. I, my last video was uh, like, five essential things that you need as a beginner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that video, for example, like instead of showing all five cut down in one minute on one TikTok, like literally make five different videos bait like just use that youtube you know what i mean you know what i'm saying now you have five pieces of content and then or if it's like a travel type of film i don't know if you have those but if it is maybe you have like this epic drone shot just have that alone as a tiktok like you have to understand that tiktok people not everyone like our industry our niche is so uh it's such a small percent that if you get on the for you page like 80 percent of the people aren't even filmmakers so they don't even care that's like, oh, no, it's definitely. just one drone shot. Like they're going to still think it's epic. And so kind yeah. of just understanding the demographic that like TikToks comprise of a mixture of people and there's there's room for like your content on the on the app. No, I know exactly what you mean, because I feel like it's appreciated regardless. Yeah. For having just that one clip. But if you just mash up into one big video and that one that couple of people, let's just say it didn't land on the right um, people's pages it, and it didn't go anywhere. There goes your video, basically, you know, exactly like you said, you have a couple of chances to make it on the FYP page. Yeah, you know? something like one thing that I try and do is I try. So if I'm posting like three times a day, um, I've been pretty consistent two to three times, I'd say. So one thing I do is like I try and have one strong video, like the one that hopefully will go viral. It doesn't always like I'd say 90% it doesn't because that's just how the app works. But then the other two are more just like maybe it's a cool drone shot that I've had or maybe it's like a photo edit, like more just laid back. But it's allowing me to stay consistent. It's allowing me. So it's like maybe one video is like 20 seconds of like a story. Then the other two are like just short drone clips, short, just like, I don't know. I even put on in like iPhone video clips, just funny stuff like I, I try and just keep it very lighthearted, but I still want it to be very like, oh, it's a filmmaker's page. But just having kind of that, all right, you're going to have like one good and then two filler type of videos. Yeah, because I feel like TikToks, like you're saying, is that considering that majority of the people aren't filmmakers, that that work can go unnoticed instantly. Yeah. So it's just important to have good enough content that can be fulfilled by both aspects, you know? Yeah. Something that, yeah, go ahead. No. Yeah. Like it's just that TikTok has so many people on it that it's just really hard to get your work out there. So it's just good to have many things. And you just got to stay consistent. You got to just treat it like, you know, it's so TikTok's so easy, like Instagram where you see the numbers. And if you don't see, like, if I don't see, you know, I think one of my videos, I think the most has like almost 500,000 and it's like that almost becomes a baseline, just like the bar has been set and now it's like every video better hit that. But that's unrealistic unless you're like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio. But um, 
that's just yeah you have to you have to get past the numbers i think I, and that's i struggle with this every time i post on tiktok i'm like all right hopefully this does well but you just <laughs> yeah. you can't because honestly and this is where i know tiktok's very powerful because it's the conversion on into like my instagram page um the amount of people that have that have transferred over to instagram that have like dm'd whatever like just interacted like that's insane and it's all because of tiktok and i'm like this yeah. this like tiktok has a machine like not only am i able to be put, not only am i able to put out work i'm able to be seen by potential clients honestly um new people are following me on my main page which then will hopefully get them to my website you know it's kind of like in marketing that funnel that that you guys talk about where you you have that attention and then the end is just like whatever you want whether that's a sale or whatever and tiktok's honestly the the start of that for me yeah i think like having multiple platforms that you can really benefit off um will definitely grab some attention to people you know and i think that's another way to grab like a true audience and that's another thing i think that instagram is so hard to get a true audience yeah but having platforms like tiktok and having those people really enjoy your work from there and branch off onto Instagram, you know, for a fact that you're going to find some loyal um, audience members and even meet like potential clients that you yeah. that will genuinely like your work, you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's so true. And it's like going back to the audience, like that's honestly no number, like numbers shouldn't get in the way because it should just like, you shouldn't think of people as a number, but as like a, you know, a human being who, uh, who yeah. have, that decided to invest time into you and your craft And so like really appreciating like the people who are interacting with your page, commenting, whatever that may be, and not getting too worried about the analytical side of it. But one thing I'd also say about TikTok is right now, like I feel like because I'm so invested in it and just like because I see so much potential in it, like my day to day is always just like where if I'm like out with my friends, like I'm always trying to think of how can I turn this into a story and for them like they understand that i'm making tiktoks and like they they think it's cool and all but like for me it's like it's kind of helping me as just a storyteller because i'm forcing myself to constantly think about story like story 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 and being mindful of like trying to make a story out of the most random things ever yeah tiktok definitely creates like a different way of how you can tell your stories and the way you look at things you know i think it's different from being just a photographer on Instagram and going on to TikTok and understanding what content works for what. Like for an instance, you know, when I first started TikTok, I was like, okay, I'm not too sure what works on here. And I knew that I had a passion for photography, but I think you have to understand too, like what can I use in order to make a solid TikTok or where am I at today and what can I do to make some of these TikToks? And it's just, it's really interesting how, there's just so many ways you can go with it, you know. There's just many choices. Yeah, many choices. And honestly, it just comes down to finding what works best for you. And um, and what works best for me may not work best for you and, like, vice versa. And that's okay. And that's, like, why this is art, you know. Like, there's no right or wrong way to do whatever we do. And sometimes, although we may want it to, like, sometimes we're like, dude, just give us the answer. But also it's just like having so many options allows us to just really find our own voice and do 
what we want and make our own path too. Yeah, that's just like establishing like the niche of your work. Exactly. Just knowing what stands out from the other people in the crowd. And you also have to understand you have to like what you're creating because once if you have like a strong passion for what you're creating on let's just say TikTok, you know that you'll be putting out better content because you're just being consistent with what you're doing and also creating something that the people will like. Exactly. Out of like your experience with TikTok, what has worked best for you? I would say short, sweet, and simple stuff, you know? Okay. I think going too complicated or stuff that just grabs someone's attention. And that could be telling a story through words or showing something really cool. Like I noticed that I did um, a video where it was like, check out like I did a photo shoot today and I showed two photos with a really cool view and one clip of establishing the scene and people just like the aspects of showing where you're at yep. and then showing the perspective through a camera. Exactly. And the thing like what you just said, the thing that's amazing or like that amazes me is that these aren't like, like the, the clips aren't glorious. Like I think as filmmakers, we're like every shot has to be perfect, super cinematic, yeah. super smooth. TikTok, they don't care. Like so many, like, it, it's so relieving to know that I can literally just like quick record something on my iPhone, have iPhone quality footage that's maybe a little shaky in TikTok. They don't care. And I think the yeah, thing I, that I think that thing that like balances it out is showing our high quality photos or a high quality whatever that may be afterwards. So showing the people like, yeah, we don't like this footage may be shaky, but here's like the level of work we can actually do. And so it's kind of like a wow factor. Yeah, 100%. And it's really good for people like us who are creators, who are photographers. And I think the reason why they enjoy it so much is that it's really rare to find many photographers on the actual platform. I feel like TikTok is mainly meant for like just funny videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But having the aspect of once in a while seeing like a really cool photo can really like add some like a little bit of spice to your like through the day, you know? Exactly. I get something really cool. Like if I look at my um, recent like followers, a a lot of them are just photographers or just like aspiring photographers. And it's cool because it means that like my work is getting out there for the the desired audience. Um, But then I think for me, going back to just like what the the content that works best for me, it honestly is just that like inspiring, super almost like sad type of sad happy type of videos and like i i have a lot of those and like that's the work that i like to do honestly anyways that the the work that it inspires that like i guess emotion emotional type of videos and like people like that can resonate with anybody like you don't have to be a filmmaker to feel that type of video and that those are the videos that do well for me and then i think on top of that it's because i take like honestly i don't really put that much time into making the videos a lot of it's just more trying to think of ideas but like actually making it like I'm sloppy to be honest because I know that it doesn't really matter that much and it's honestly kind of relieving and just um, to know that you know Instagram is super curated everything has to look perfect or perfect for us but TikTok's like eh, who cares let's slap something together people won't care too much yeah and I I think what really helps that out is just having to have these like really short clips, you know, considering that it's like a 10 second clip, they're not really looking for these perfections or imperfections, you know, 
most people just go through TikTok while on Instagram, it's just like a whole different feel. Yeah. Where when I go on Instagram, I look for my favorite photographers. Exactly. We like to read what they have to say or scroll through the artwork. It's just a different feel between the two platforms. Exactly. Dude, I think Sam Colder, he's on TikTok and I stumbled upon yeah. his page and you, looking at his page, you wouldn't even tell that he's like a super talented filmmaker. Like honestly, yeah, it's crazy. it's like a lot of it's just like iPhone clips. Like I think his most recent one was him putting fireworks on a drone and it doesn't show any of his like cinematic vlogs, anything like that. And it's like, it's interesting because like I, I classify Sam as like the best in the industry in like the field that we're, we're trying to get into. And yeah, here he is on TikTok, not doing like, not showing it. Um, but then there's like, do you know, Nolan, uh, I forget his last name, but he's an underwater photographer. I think it's Nolan Nam- Namura. Yeah, Namura or Omura or whatever. Um, he's on TikTok and he crushes it on TikTok, like super cinematic. Every video is like his underwater, like super slow motion waves. Like you can tell he's a filmmaker. And it's interesting because yeah. here you are, you have two people like very talented. One who shows his work, can, shows people like what he does, like how talented he is. And then another where it's like, honestly, on the outside, it looks like he's just another photographer. You never know that he's like the best in the game. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see, like, both sides, you know. They're both really talented photographers, but just seeing Sam Colder not make these films. Yeah, it's just almost just chill, Sam. It's really weird, but it's also really interesting to know that he can do both contents, and he understands that he doesn't have to put in cinematic videos every time for his TikTok. And it's more of like a choice, like you said, you know how Nolan has these really high-quality videos. But it's just finding out what do you think you can do the best at and just be consistent with. Yeah, exactly. And I think another thing um, with like TikTok as a whole is just kind of I, I think you, you see it a lot. And something that bugs me is just like and I mean, I'm very guilty. Um, like I'll say that up front, but just like the shameless plugs and just like trying to push people to other places. Um, like it, it, it annoys me. But so I try and like not like I I don't try and like, hey, follow me on wherever, wherever, wherever. It's like if if you like my work, you'll follow me anyways. Like I don't need to remind you to go do that. But um, they're like a lot of the photographers, they'll like do teasers. And then it's like, hey, go to the Instagram to see the full photo. It's like I just don't like that type of content. I just I I think it's yeah, I don't know. It's just my opinion, but I want to provide just high quality um, wholesome content. Yeah, I feel like you're. It's a good thing to have maybe a balance between the both. But yeah, I've, for sure, I have seen some people who just try to push their content onto their other page, which isn't like yeah. a really good thing either. You know, because then you start to follow your videos behind. Okay, well, I can do another clickbait video. Yeah, just clickbait, to get more audience on my other account. But I feel like more you do that people will start to catch on that you're just doing it solely just to get people to follow yeah. you, you know? and i think the thing is like when it comes to like self-promotion and trying to push people to your other pages you can like you can do the same thing but just don't put in the caption hey follow me here like it's yeah. if you don't put that in it's probably going to be just as effective because if your work is good if people like the stuff that they're seeing they're going to automatically go to the other pages and you don't even need to tell them to and so it's exactly. like just stop telling people and like yeah that's obviously you can tell i'm super just like 
opinionated about it but like you don't have to tell people in the biggest thing okay this is where like this is where it comes into play is when tiktok was going to be banned everyone was like going on and just saying hey follow me here 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 and here and i kind of did it but i didn't really like go live i didn't do any of that i put the links in my bio but it was so annoying and i don't know if you're on tiktok during that time but every single video was every video was hey tiktok's getting banned like we've built such a big community like and the thing that it was like that take me off was they were trying to like say like we've built a family like follow me on my other it's like dude come on now like oh my it, it bugged me no 100 percent. i do remember that it was like almost like a trend yeah but at the same sure. time i felt like it was like that in exact that moment i felt like it was going to separate the kids who just really did this thing for numbers yeah for numbers and yeah. those who just actually enjoyed it like yeah. i feel like I've seen like many people who are like, I don't even know who they are, but they're like, follow my account now, please, before it gets banned. Yeah, for and sure. And they're just taking advantage of this just because they want to have that number. Yeah. Where if you had like the reasoning behind it, okay, I'm a content creator and I rely on TikTok because I'm a photographer, then it'd seem more understanding, you know? Yeah. I think you just your intentions and just like yeah. what you, you know, like what your intentions are. And on TikTok, there's, I don't know why, but there's, there's these people that like it's called I, I don't know exactly what it's called but basically it's a like they help people grow their page and they only help them by saying like hey if you want to grow your page all you have to do is follow my page comment how many followers you have and like it like basically if you like someone else if if people like your comment you follow them and they'll follow you back and I'm like, you guys are so dumb. Like, I blo- honestly, I blo- if I saw it on my For You page, I blocked them right away. I'm like, this is garbage. The fact that you're trying to clout chase based on, like, you're saying you're going to help these people um, grow their page, but all you want is comments to help your page only. It's like, dude, it's, get out of my, yeah. get out of my, like, phone. <laughs> like, I don't want it's, this. Yeah, it's funny because I actually did see a video like that two days ago. Yeah. And- it's like follow party or something like that. And, like, I'm seeing it all over the place. It's so annoying. And it wasn't actually that account, but it was just a dude saying, hey, let's cut. And he did word it differently, which seemed a little bit better. And it seemed like he had a better intention of it. But still, you could tell that he was just trying to push this algorithm. Yep. And he, I remember him saying, like, copy and share this link so we can uh, share the work with other creators yeah. in the comment section. Yeah. And I get like his intention, but he was also, I, from what I could tell is that he was just purposely doing this because he wanted to get the numbers, yeah. but he also didn't want to seem too much of a clout chaser by yeah. stating that he was going to help people out, you know? Dude, before I, before I blocked one of them, I commented and I just, I, I forget what I said. I wish I could, I wish I had a screenshot of it, but basically I said like, do you, I was like, do you actually follow these people back, or are you using your, are you using this post as a way to clout chase or something like that? That com- that comment got the most liked comment. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, there's my answer. Yeah, and I'm like, no. it's just I, I, I mean, I understand like, and I'm guilty, like I'm guilty as like everyone else about numbers, like followers, likes, like I do, it does get to me, but I never like when it gets to that type of extreme, I just, it doesn't have a place for me because it's like, you are so desperate that you, you're trying to like basically make others feel guilty and like trying to get them to do 
what you think is good for them and what they think is good, but really it's just to benefit you. It's like, nah, man. Yeah. I think it's just like the wrong validation, you know, yeah, wrong. It's just empty Using numbers, content, empty wrong. numbers yeah. because all, all that happens is these people follow you, but they have no idea who you are. They don't even care. They're just trying to like, they'll probably unfollow you like a day later because like, was, that's just how it is. hundred percent. It was like when I'm not too sure what platform this was. And I think it was back when the vine era was around where they had the whole follow for follow. Yeah. Follow for follow. Like for like the worst thing ever, dude, I hate <laughs> it. Are you, yeah. ba- are, do you know like Gary V? Yeah. Yeah. He, he like bashes just that type of philosophy and it's just like, you'll never grow an audience that way. Like stop, stop like for like, stop follow for following. Cause it's not going to help you. And it's so true. It's like, I don't want people to follow me because I'm like, Hey, follow me. Like I want them to follow me because they're actually interested in my work and they actually value what I do. Yeah. I, I'll take what I'll I really, take, yeah. What I really like about Gary V is the way he just gives advice to, to these younger kids. Yeah. And he's just telling them like, don't fall in this trap, you know, of yeah. being stuck in the numbers. And I think it's really important to let someone who's looking to get into content creating to know this from early on that following this type of only chasing their numbers isn't going to get really far, you know? That's usually where most people will drop out of the race. Exactly. They don't start to see the numbers. Because they're so focused on the numbers that they don't even enjoy what they're doing because they're so focused on how many likes does this get. And then when it doesn't, and most likely it, most likely it won't gain any traction, they give up because they're like, well... If I'm not going to get anything here, I'm going to just move on because that's just the type of person they are. And it's kind of, it kind of is like bad to like say that, but that's so true. And like just the social media world, like way too many people, like majority are just too concerned about that type of stuff. Yeah. I think, um, not even that like these people aren't talented or they don't enjoy it, but I think you just have to remember that you can't let this control you because the moment you do like I said, you'll just, you won't really enjoy it. And I think that you might really have a passion for it, but just continuously thinking about the numbers can really throw you off and the content that you make and just being worried about, okay, will this be viral? Will that be viral? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, always having the mindset of like trying to create stuff to go viral. I think, yeah, I'm definitely guilty of it. I think there's people out there. There's people out there like, um, I think it's a little different for us like creators, but the people who are just like on the platform doing like, um, kind of just like skits, dances, funny, humorous stuff. They're like that field. They're constantly just trying to create stuff that will go viral, super clickbaity, super just like in your face type of stuff. But it's a little harder for us as creators, as photographers to create that type of content. Like I would, I would have never thought the drone, the baseball video would have gone viral, but for some reason it, it just did. And so it's like, I never was like, Oh, this is going to go viral. Like I have to do it. Like it was just something that like, it's still within my niche. Like I fly drones all the time. And that's just like, I was just sharing that work. Yeah. I, I understand what you mean between like, I'm even, I'm guilty of it like too. And I think that when you're a photographer, you sometimes feel like, especially with TikTok, you're like, okay, well, how are these kids just showing up on these pages while we have like hard work and dedication? Oh man, that, that gets think, me so much. Yeah. I think you just have to remember that in the long term, you as a creator will succeed over the people who are like 
those like little influencers because I feel like with influencers, they come and go so fast. Yeah. Whereas a photographer, your style can develop and evolve over time. And so can the audience who follows along, you know, they'll yeah. probably stay wrong along much longer than someone who's hot and trending like Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah. And the, yeah, that thing, that, that whole topic, it, it gets to me because it's like, I'm putting in a lot of time and you know, I'm pretty small overall. And then there's people who have millions and like, not to say that their content is bad or like it's hard, but it's like, dude, you're not, you're not editing your videos. You're not editing your photos for the videos. Yeah. Like you're not doing this type of work. And yet your image, your like attractiveness, whatever it may be is what's getting you numbers. It's like, dude, oh my God, or girl or whoever it may be. Like, that's like, that's whack because here you, ha and this isn't just for me. This is for like any, any, honestly, any creative pe person on the app where you physically like put time into the craft. Like, I think they talk about like, oh yeah, it takes forever to learn the dance or like the dances, but it's like, once you learn it, you record it and then you record within the TikTok app and then you just upload it. Like for me, and I'm sure for you too, like I'm editing my videos in Premiere Pro. Like I'm literally grabbing the clips. Like it, it's just a lot different. It's it's definitely a lot more work for less numbers for or less even numbers. just the yeah. same, you know? Yep. I think like the time that they put behind it and don't get me wrong, they're so talented people. Yeah, for sure. Talented in their own ways, but... I think that some people who aren't in the industry just don't understand how much work creatives put into their stuff. You know, yep. everything's self-developed, everything from the moment you touch your camera to the moment you upload, you have to figure out the settings. You have to have a good understanding of Premiere. Yeah. You have to have a good understanding of the software export settings. Yep, it's just for all sure. the skills that, that you put in and the knowledge that you've built just for little videos, you know? Yeah. And, I think that something that I've noticed that a lot of kids will call photographers, small photographers specifically on TikTok, is underrated. Oh, but yeah. I think just that eventually it will catch up. But I think that photographers do put a lot more work than other creators on, on, on app, most yeah. platforms, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like we, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, yeah. It, and like, I think, to some degree there's some bias that we have because it's our own like industry but it's so true that and like I, I think going back to TikTok specifically like I've, if you've ever seen the TikToks where they literally just stare in front of their camera they have the text come up or whatever it may be and it's like you're you, like yeah okay maybe this took some time but there's no way that this took hours or that same amount of time that it took me to make this one video and it's just it's kind of frustrating because at the end of the day, we're all trying to reach a goal that we have, or we're trying to reach an audience and we're putting in quality time, uh, quality or like a lot of time and effort to make quality content. And person over here literally just had to stand in front of their camera and do whatever. Um, and another thing with like the whole algorithm is like, I think, I think I heard somewhere that TikTok, when it comes to the algorithm, they rather have native content rather than like highly curated content and it's like well that kind of sucks for us because all of ours most of the time is just curated highly produced edited videos yeah that, my little brother actually told me that and it's funny because he's into tiktok and he tells me all these things also but i think it is really true that they favor like these other kids and it's just 
I think the main intention for the app apparently was just to have, you know, short, like funny clips, but I think they should probably, in my opinion, I feel like TikTok should start to evolve more towards genuine creatives, you know, who put in time to this platform. Yeah. And I think something that's like kind of, um, reassuring and just a positive thing is TikTok. I think I heard TikTok is like trying to support creator, like specific creators more, like as in like you know the art the painters photographers videographers like that type of niche and that's really cool because then it's like okay you obviously are recognizing us on the platform you understand like t- yeah tiktok started off as like a dancing uh musically singing type of platform but now it's like okay you you guys as in tiktok you guys have a wide variety of audience or of genres of creators so you have to be willing to support everyone and not just give the algorithm uh, away to the the people that were first on the app. Yeah, 100%. I'm I'm not even too sure how long TikTok has been around, but I'm pretty sure it evolved from what was their first platform? I think it was Triller, right? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think so. I think it was called I think it was Musically and then it was then it became oh, TikTok. Yeah. Triller actually is like a competitor right now that's trying to compete against TikTok. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I do hope that in the future they do start to push more towards that direction, like you were saying, because it's really important to have like the balance between the both. Yeah, for sure. And I also heard that they're planning on investing into the creators by I think starting to introduce like promotions and stuff where people will get paid for their stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, that gives more hope for people like us. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, obviously the whole ban is still in discussion, but I think so Trump last week, that last weekend, he said it was going to be banned by Saturday. Obviously that went by, nothing happened. And I think he just reported that TikTok has like 45 days to find a vendor, a USA vendor to sell it to which is really reassuring for us because then it's like, okay, the likelihood that TikTok's going to get banned is very slim now because there's probably going to be a big player. Like I think Microsoft is the number one um, option yeah. right now that's going to buy out TikTok. And then like that's a huge move for Microsoft because Facebook owns Instagram. Um, who owns t- uh, Twitter? I don't know. So, like the social media giants are Facebook owns Instagram, Google owns YouTube, and now Microsoft, if they buy it, will own TikTok. So then they'll be able to compete in that social media field, which which then is good for us because that means we can keep creating and not have to get banned. But TikTok also like they're start they're they they're really powerful honestly right now. TikTok's only been around for a few years, but the amount of capital and the amount of users, like I think. I don't think they have as many as, as Instagram, but I think they're very close. And they honestly, like, I could be totally wrong and they may have more users than Instagram. But um, needless to say that there's a lot of money involved with TikTok and they're starting to do sponsored posts. Um, if you, like, basically you, the biggest thing is you need 100,000 followers on TikTok to be eligible for sponsored posts. But honestly, like, right now that's not that hard i'm okay wait it's hard but it's not like unrealistic because there's a lot of people who have that yeah i think it's just so nice how what i've noticed with tiktok it's just how fast of an uprise the platform has gained yeah it's such a short time like instagram's been around for a good amount of years and i almost feel like some people even agree with this is that instagram's dying off and i hope that is not the case 
but I've just noticed how Instagram has definitely had a loss in like active users where there's just so many on TikTok who are just constantly scrolling. Yeah. Like I feel like more time is invested into TikTok and companies like Microsoft are aware of that and that if they take this opportunity, it could go even further, you know? Yeah, exactly. And on like a business level, I mean, YouTube's trying to come up with their own TikTok equivalent uh, platform. Instagram's coming out with Reels, which will directly compete with TikTok. Like these big time players are under, they understand how powerful TikTok is. And I mean, TikTok in itself, I mean, I think what's more powerful is just short form content. And that's like what's powerful is how TikTok is used and that's what all these other social media platforms like and that's what they're trying to push forward to and so like for youtube i mean yeah you have your typical five to ten minute videos but now they're like they're trying to push more towards you know that 30 to one minute which is very interesting because that's very opposite to what youtube used to be but that's just what the market's becoming like you have to as like a business you have to be able to follow what the audience is wanting and right now like the attention span of us consumers are it's very low and so that's why short form content does very well 100% i feel like even when i go through youtube like a 10 minute video is so hard to it's watch it's hard yeah retention's hard yeah but in ways i feel like youtube would still be really relevant and the reason why i say that is because i feel like youtube is a very um informative type of format uh platform where you can gain a lot of information from something and TikTok can do this, the same thing. But I feel like TikTok is starting to become more of like the entertainment platform yep. and YouTube is going to be more of like, okay, if you need to research something like how to blank and blank, YouTube would be your best go. Yeah. But if you're wanting to enjoy something, TikTok would be the best way. Exactly. The way I look at it between the two is like TikTok's kind of, um, to get people like foot in the water or toes in the water. But then if they want to explore more, more then they'll go to YouTube. But TikTok's like that entrance fee or that admittance. And then they'll head over to YouTube to watch like you more. And I think long form, like talking about long form versus short form, there's a place for both. And I think the difference for like long form and something I'm seeing more is like a lot of TikTok celebrities are moving over to YouTube because they understand that short form is good, but if you want to build an audience and like, you know, a brand, you're going to have to do long form content because that, that means people are actually investing in you and they're not just scrolling. Because if you're scrolling on TikTok, like you may like a video, but you may not even know, like, or you may not even watch the whole thing. But if you're going to YouTube, you know, as like a creator in the analytics that they're actually invested in you and they actually chose to watch you. Because, you know, on like YouTube, you physically have to choose a video on uh, TikTok. It's all catered for you and you just keep scrolling. 100%. It's like you said, just that fast paced content. And once you find someone that you really enjoy, you can go from there forward, like I said. And that has to do with that just loyal engagement from TikTok. And I think TikTok is just a great uh, starting platform to figure out, okay, well, now that I have TikTok, and even I saw uh, Charlie D'Amelio did this, she had a TikTok, and she's like, okay, I have the audience. Where can I go with this now? I can establish another platform and go yeah, even further. Exactly. And I think once you start to build like those building blocks of content, you're more likely to stay relevant long-term, and you have different forms of content that you can showcase. Like Sam Colder has his unprofessional side on TikTok, 
Whereas if on Instagram, he has the cinematography and the professional photography. Yeah, exactly. And I think the creators, like when it comes to TikTok and Gary V kind of talked about this, but he was like, like just the importance of multiple platforms because he's like, especially when the band was taught was in discussion and it still is, but Gary V, he posted a video and he's like, he posted a video that he talked about like three years ago or something like that, talking about how important it is to have multiple platforms. And then he fast forwarded it to now. And he's like, I, I, he's like, I'm, I told you back then. And I'm telling you now, like what, if TikTok goes down, a lot of you creators or a lot of you so-called influencers aren't going to have anything because you've invested only in TikTok. And it's so true because there's so many like, tiktokers who they have millions and they think they're so big and yeah i mean obviously they're bigger than me and stuff but i'm also aware of the importance of having multiple uh, platforms and also um, on a financial and business level like the demelio girls monetizing yourself so for like charlie and like dixie building a merchandise store dixie had her music video and um then they have like the family channel the youtube channel like being able to notice the the growth and the fan and the audience and the brand and then being able to diversify and build your i guess uh, streams of income honestly yeah i think that self-branding really ties in like you said just having multiple forms of content and ways to improve you know because having more than one thing can really just expand your name as well too i remember um I think another photographer said that at one point he was reaching out to people on LinkedIn just to connect with others. And I was just shocked by it. So I guess, and even Gary Vee says this, that the more content and platforms that you have that you're putting your name out on, the more likely you're going to be reached out by others and yep. stay around for a longer time. Exactly. I, I do a little bit with LinkedIn and honestly, like it's so chill, but I know how professional it is, but I know that like, I don't care about numbers at all on that platform. So I'm just like, I post videos and it's like, I, I try and show most more professional work, but it's a bit, it's a huge way to just network because you can honestly connect directly with, you know, the marketing manager or, or whoever creative director or whoever you're trying to reach out to. And so, yeah, speaking of LinkedIn, that's something I got to focus more on too. Cause it's, it's just, it's a plow. It's like, if it's there, if it's free, if it's like, I mean, if you have all these videos already, like why not? Like put in a little extra time and, and the payout will probably be better. So why not put yeah. yourself on these platforms? Yeah. I think, like I said, it's just knowing what's your main platform and then having the other yeah. ones to yeah. support it. Yeah, man. I, I, I like kind of, uh, I've always thought about YouTube, but I've never been able to do it. And so I definitely have a lot of respect for the, the grind that it takes on YouTube because it's, it's definitely not like anything else. Yeah. I, I, um, I've been trying to get consistent like as of recently and I posted two videos within the same week. But then one thing that I've noticed with YouTube and why I really enjoy it is that you don't have, um, much of a competition between like Instagram, you're competing with each other to make the best video. Whereas if YouTube, you can truly like be yourself and that's how you'll establish your your name on YouTube, you know, just for the content that people like from you. And I think what's really cool about YouTube is just trying to create a unique videos that can stand out and still be useful to people. Because let's just say you're just doing vlogging on YouTube. That's still pretty cool. But 
I feel like there's so many vloggers that it's just not much of a niche. You have to have some value to give to people yeah. just to get your name going, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's good stuff. And I think with TikTok, like the one thing that kind of annoyed me was when people start. And I think I don't know. I there's a photographer from L.A. I forget who he uh, I forget who it was, but he was talking about just like the TikTok photographers and he was like bashing the TikTok photographers, like the ones not not like photographers, but the ones who specifically do only TikTok photos like they do like stranger photo shoots or they do like I don't know just random photo shoots but they they can they call themselves TikTok photographers and the, the the guy in LA he was like they're not photographers like they they like they're he was just bashing how like they don't really know how to shoot they're just doing trendy stuff to build clout and they don't really appreciate the art and stuff I'm like well he has a point yeah I I think um if I'm mistaken just correct me but I think it was Logan Paul's photographer. Yeah, yeah, Brandon North. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Exactly him. He, and he does like, he does, because it was in a podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, uh, it was with, uh, it was the two, two, two and a Mark, half. Mark Doner. Okay, Mark yeah, Donner. yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Yeah, he was talk, talking with Mark Doner and he, because yeah, Brandon, I don't, you probably follow him because you know him, but he does very like fine art, just uh, very, yeah, very different type of, uh, studio work and he was talking about like TikTok photographers and how annoying they are. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of get what he's saying in a way in, even though I feel like it's good that they're making a uh, content, you know, like if you're a photographer, it's good. Just do whatever you yeah, really content's enjoy, content, do whatever you want. Yeah. But I do understand what he means where in the professional world, TikTok photography is good, but I feel like they just, don't understand the in and outs that like Brendan North has, you know, like he understands how to connect with yep. real legitimate models and how to network with big brands and pricing. Yeah. Or like some of these TikTok photographers, their way of reaching out to people is, Hey, uh, can we take a quick photo for TikTok? And yeah. he's basically just using people. And know? I think, I think his main, another main point he had was just like, he was, he was like expressing his dissatisfaction of like how, the TikTok photographers were kind of making a bad name for the photography industry and how like the, the bread and Norse are like putting in time. They're doing studio work. They're, they're uh, dealing with lighting and all like just everything like that. And then here you have these like rogue TikTok photographers who are just like going out and just looking for viral content. And yeah. I think that was kind of his main point is just like, they don't appreciate the art. They're just trying to find the viral stuff. I, I remember there was a really big trend when TikTok was, I think it was the face a year or ago. the FaceTime? Uh, no, <clears throat> that was one of them. Yeah, but that was, that this, was was, this was one I experienced was the people who just did the bouquet. Oh, like where yeah. they would grab like a ball and they would put like water in a reflection and say, this is like amazing art. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's cool. But I was just like, okay, well, that's super easy. Anybody could really do that. I know. <laughs> So I think that's just like understanding what's really photography and what's just, I, I'm not too sure how you could expression this, but just what's the difference between photography and just messing around with it yeah. just for TikTok. I think, yeah, I think for Brandon, it's like, what's the difference between a photography and art, you know? Yeah. And I think that's exactly what he was getting to. And I mean, I think like, like you said, like do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Like there's, 
I think you can kind of, I think you can honestly probably relate it back to when like Instagram was probably first starting all the Instagram photographers, like people, like I bet the, the people like Brendan, they're probably like, oh, there's all these Instagram photographers making a bad name for us real photographers. But honestly, it's like, obviously now it's like, that's not the case. And so maybe that's what it'll turn out to be where right now we're just like, oh, look at those TikTok photographers making a bad name for us real photographers. But really they'll, they'll just kind of morph into the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like how the photography instrument, uh, the photography industry on TikTok has evolved, you know? Yeah. And even just photography in general, like I feel like photography is really interesting how sometimes we can evolve our styles around trends. And I think it's cool to do that, but I feel like there's a borderline between creating your own style and just the art. And I think I remember this too, where you remember the trend with, I believe it was, I'm trying to think of exactly what it was, but I know people like Mitchell Mullins and um, guys like those will create this really unique style and people will try to just replicate it yeah. in their own forms. Like I think a really big one was the whole 3D composition. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, and it was like a specific font that everybody would use and put text over their photos. Yep. It's just like a huge trend for a good couple of months. Yeah, honestly. And I mean, with the whole just, yeah, and I talked a lot about this with the past, the other podcast, just like the whole, you know, copying um, and feeling inspired. And, you know, my, my take on it is try and be as original as possible because originality is what people will appreciate. But also like, I think originality, there's no true, like true, there's no such thing as true originality in my opinion, because I feel like everything is manifested from something or someone and so like along your path you're gonna like even like Sam Colder top of the game like he's had to be inspired by other people so like he's not 100% original you know yeah and so but also like yeah if you're fully copying someone because you like what they what it looks like or whatever like you know you're probably not going to get far because you're kind of going back to like just the whole number chasing you're chasing the same type of idea and you're going to get burned out because you're going to realize that it's not the same or you're not getting the results you want. And so really trying to push yourself to be original. Definitely. I think like people just have more respect to you as a creator, you know, because I think, um, I've seen some people actually who, and I, I was actually tying this back to your video with your podcast with short stash. And he was just talking about people who kind of copy him. Yep. And I remember it was, I was scrolling through Instagram and saw this promotional post of just a dude who had work so, so similar. And it just kind of bothered me as a photographer, knowing that other photographers could be replicating my style. And it just makes me feel like, okay, well, it truly don't have respect for other photographers, you know? So I think it's just important to understand that you're going to event, you might copy other people, but there's just an extent between learning how to evolve as an artist over just straight up copying people and claiming it as your work. Exactly. So true. But yeah, what's next for you, man, while we wrap this up? Like, what are you, what are you hoping for? Um, to be quite honest, I don't know what's going to happen for me, but I'm really hoping on improving more on just filmmaking and consistently putting out work, you know? Yeah. I feel like after this talk, I'm probably going to put some more work into TikTok for sure. Oh yeah. Hopefully this inspired yeah. you a little bit. 
definitely for sure yeah but i actually just invested into some more gear to okay. work more on the filmmaking aspects of like getting in that industry you know because i feel like the photography realm and the filmmaking industry can i've seen some people go together and create the best of both worlds yep i feel like it'd be really cool to get more towards that direction like the people who are mitchell and Tantango, yeah, for sure. Who have great photography skills and filmmaking, and what's really cool about the whole filmmaking industry is just how much of a learning curve that has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat, dude. I I just want to crush it and just like, yeah, you know, I obviously we I want and I think both of us we want to get to a like the, the, what we're talking about, just like the Sams and whatever, and like that's a huge goal for us. But along the way, I just want to continue. Like, honestly, I just want to build a community. I want to network with people. Like, honestly, I want to stay connected, like, with you. And, like, honestly, like, push each other. Like, I want that type of aspect because I think okay. that's that's where you find the joy in what you're doing. Um, but, I mean, I want to focus more. Honestly, I want to focus more on just, like, passion projects and um, really create just epic stuff. Like, I don't really do a lot of videos for the fun of it because it's always, like, I feel like it always has to be work for me to do it. But I want to, yeah. like, honestly, like, if I got, like, like collabed, like, say, with you and, like, we just went out and just, like, created, like, just epic stuff. More, like, we're creating, but honestly, it's more work. It's more, like, portfolio work for the stuff we actually want to do. Um, and then kind of getting away toward away from the wedding, you know, whatever the stuff you're doing now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on trying to, yeah, build a personal brand, build an audience, a loyal or like a loyal audience where, you know, they actually trust me and like who I am. Um, and they really invest in just me as a person and as a creator, um, exploring different, like, yeah, obviously the podcast, but then also like a t-shirt or like a clothing brand. Like I, I do like find, I, I try and stay busy with just different creative outlets because I think it keeps me um, motivated for my real creative, which is like photo video, but yeah, just a little bit of everything, honestly, just taking this time to just really explore. Yeah. I think it's good to have to touch like different aspects of that. Like even with the t-shirt thing was really cool. I even saw that. I thought that was a really good idea. So yeah, I think it's like you said before, just definitely work on all kinds of aspects. Yeah, for sure. Just, it, it gets you well-rounded and it, yeah. It allows you when you're put in a position where you become like a, a tool kit and not just like a screwdriver, if that analogy makes even sense. But you're able, you're able to just like provide value in multiple different areas and not just, oh, yeah, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm a, you know, multi-talented person. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is just and it just it keeps life yeah. interesting, you know, not doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, man. Hey, I think that's about it. But dude, it was so good. This was such a good conversation. A lot of no, value. Thanks for having me. Dude, I hopefully yeah, we gotta stay in contact. I think you hundred percent. You you definitely have a vision very identical to mine. So I kinda wanna um you help me, me help you, just like that type of that type of relationship. No, we'll definitely we'll be we'll be the next uh Mitch and Tantago. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy <laughs> if you ask me. Oh man, that's good. That's good stuff. But all right. Well, thank you again. And uh, 